Happy holidays! Before we begin, I would like to recommend everyone in the Central Florida area, whether you're local or traveling this holiday season, to visit the event Give Kids the World Village Night of a Million Lights. If you're like me and you miss the Osborne spectacle of dancing lights at Disney's Hollywood Studios, well, you're in luck because you can see the lights glisten and gleam once again at Give Kids the World Village. Give Kids the World is a nonprofit resort in Kissimmee, Florida that provides critically ill children and their families with a week-long wish vacation at no cost for kids wanting to visit the Florida theme parks as part of their wish. The event is currently running now till January 2nd of 2022. I went last year and personally I had a great time. Seeing Christmas lights is my favorite Christmas activity and I'm planning to make my way out there again this year. The organization is still working towards being able to fully operate since its closure during this pandemic, so it's hard to predict whether this event will happen again next year. So go while you can! For more information on the event, or if you would like to learn more about Give Kids the World Village and make a donation, you can visit www.gktw.org. Once again, that's www.gktw.org. Welcome to review o I'm your host, Peter! Thank you for listening into this podcast where we watch four random titles and rank them within one random theme. This month, our theme is Holiday Specials on Disney+. Plus. Today, we are joined by Kevin, one of our co-hosts. Hey, what up? Caesar, our assistant to the regional hosts. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And we have a few other friends. Natalie. Hello. Michael Shang. Hey. Kira. Always a pleasure to be here. And introducing Chris. A long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Chris, you've been listening to the podcast for a while, and you would always be telling me every time you finish an episode, what you like, what you didn't like, and here you are, finally on the other end of it. All right, yeah. Welcome aboard, sailor. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what he's in. <laughs> I do not. Everything he's about to hear that normally will get cut out in this thing. It's a fun time. In this episode, we are introducing now to the holiday season, everything on Disney+. Plus. We have completed the Halloween season, which was a mild success. We got some new stuff. We got some familiar stuff. It was a huge success for Natalie because she got her Twitches finally. Woo! Woo indeed. But now we get to start fresh again with the holidays. There's a lot of options out there. What are you guys honestly hoping to get? I kind of hope we get the Nightmare Before Christmas just to ease into the next as a transition into the next season, but... Oh, I totally concur. Um, I mean, you guys can't see this, but I'm wearing our a Jack Skellington um, sweater, you know, in between that uh, ugly sweater phase to uh, Halloween. So that um, Muppet Christmas Carol, and that would be a wonderful thing too. Oh, um, yes. So I those know. are my top two. Okay, so I started thinking about it, and I kind of want a Santa Claus, to, but like the first one to be the one that gets chosen. Because, like, it's such a good movie. But then I also started thinking, do we have any Disney movies that are Thanksgiving-based? I'm sure there's some sort of Mickey cartoon on there. I, I don't believe they're on the Shuffler. So most of what's on the Shuffler was actually taken from last year's 2020's Christmas collection from Disney+. Plus. They're going to make another one, just like how they did with Halloween this year. And obviously, as of recording, this is actually November 1st that we're recording. I know it's much later of release. But there's going to be a whole other list of new content that we're going to get to. So we're going to space out our recordings to get there, such as like Hawkeye and all that. Hopefully, hopefully the Shuffler will give us that. But it will be included 
I can potentially look and see if there's other Thanksgiving options, and I'll throw that in there. I think that'll count, especially since I'm using the word holidays rather than Christmas. Cultural appropriate, right? Yes. So I would really like Mickey's either Once Upon a Christmas or Twice Upon a Christmas because I would watch both of those when I was really little, so that would be good. But I'm just a fan of any Christmas holiday movie, so whatever we get, I cannot complain about it, you know? Uh, let's see. I want... Wait, what's a snow globe? What the heck is that? Like, oh, like, that's something uh, I don't like know, a, honestly. It's a glass ball that has, like, stuff on the inside. That <laughs> I know what a snow globe is. If you shake it up, if you shake it up, shake it up. You can usually buy them. Freaking Caesar is showing us his office snow globe of the world's greatest boss for some reason All in right. a snow globe with Dunder Mifflin. Oh. What? You, sir, have an obsession. I can personally let you have that. I'll be real. I, I did not know that existed, not. but I'm not, I'm not surprised. Wait, I Caesar, really did you get it at uh, Spencer's? Sorry, Kevin. You're good. I got, oh, my mom got it for me at, at her job at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Not bad. Gonna ask if she works at Spencer. <laughs> you, you just want to see Caesar <laughs> at Spencer's. <laughs> As you were saying, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to see the ultimate Christmas present. The ultimate Christmas present. The ultimate Christmas present. Ooh, that's a good. Or, nature. or you know, the uh, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I don't know what that is. It sounds cool though. I haven't heard great things about that. Even better. On 2019. <laughs> Even better. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it. Chris? Like Michael Shang, I am very much uh, manifesting a Muppet's Christmas Carol. But uh, <sighs> but if anything, um, just, you know, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for the sole purpose of Santa Claus in it. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. It is on the list, so maybe we'll get the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. If possible. There's three movies of this franchise, but alone. Say that again? Alone. Yeah, I just keep hearing alone. I know what you're saying, but say it one more time. Alone. He's saying Home Alone, everybody. I know you can't oh, hear it. Oh, I thought he was saying, like, Post Malone. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I watched the Disney Plus holiday special of Post Malone. <laughs> Post Malone has a Christmas special, though? I would definitely watch Rap Out of Yeah, the special on Disney Plus. <laughs> There's going to be that new Home Alone. Wait, aren't they calling it, like, Home Alone 3 again? It's like another it's Home yeah. Sweet Home Alone. Oh. Uh, there's only really? one Home Alone mm-hmm. 3, and that has uh, Black Widow in it. It has a whole other kid, too. Yeah, she's like a ch- she's we a sister. We only stand Macaulay Culkin in this house. Okay, who cares? I can agree with that. Uh, but we might actually get, end up getting that movie today. Uh, who knows? So, uh, before we continue stepping on our own feet, I think it has come to that time for us to activate the review meter Shuffler and see which title we will be reviewing. And it broke. Not even the spirit of the season can fix this thing. Uh, but one of you can, so Caesar and Kevin and Michael Shang, you haven't been here for a while. I think you can help out with fixing okay. this thing. Here we go. Okay. Ready? I'm thinking you guys need to buy it. Oh, alright. Let's get to it, boys. And it's fixed. Here we go. Thank you all. And the winner is... I hate it here. <laughs> Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. This is an oldie. First one. Okay. Laugh that this always happens. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait. This is a classic. Um, I know most of these films are probably more rewatchable because they have 
the holidays tied to it so people can actually go back every year to watch, but this is an oldie but a classic for Walt Disney. From, it's from the 80s. This is gonna 86. be another Bride of Boogity. Oh, 61, even, even worse. Wait, you, wait, 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 let's not do this, because we might actually end up liking this, just because we don't know what it is, it's not like this is the 20s, and even the 20s, we have like the, you know, originals, like Miracle on 24th Street and all that, so, oh, well, that probably didn't come on the 20s, but you know what I mean, Babes in Toyland, so I already have it pulled up, all this roads lead to magic, was that? 61. Okay, so I don't know who said yeah. 80s, uh, <laughs> well, you're wrong, it's 1961, <laughs> so... All roads lead to magical Mary Toyland as Mary Contrary and Tom Piper prepare for their wedding. But villainous Barnaby wants Mary for himself, so he kidnaps Tom, setting off a series of comic chases, searches, and double crosses. Wow, Tom sounds like uh, a predator. Oh! No, Wait, Barnaby is the predator. Barnaby is the predator, sorry. Well, here's the thing, he, he kidnaps Tom, why does he just kidnap Mary instead? Uh, Thinking like a true predator. Maybe not into girls. I, I mean, like, listen, that sounds like oh. a lot more. There's like a lot of and like, he just needs to get to the last step. Let's be real. You know what I've noticed? The first movie always seems to be some really old movie. Like, this is a common trend. It actually is. I've noticed that too last time. We gotta update the batteries. I'll do that. <laughs> you, you know what, guys? I gotta go walk my fish. Okay, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my uh, carpet needs watering, uh, so. <laughs> so I'm assuming none of us know anything about this movie at all, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, no, none of us are old. Hey, now. <laughs> 61, my guy. Careful. 61. Careful. That's so. Walt Disney was alive for this movie. I'm wondering why, though, it's Babes with an S in Toyland. Does he kidnap a lot of? Well, I oh? guess Tom has to be pretty freaking hot. Oh. I'm guessing that's Tom. I like, feel like his nickname for her was Babes. Okay, would make sense. We'll find out. I mean, this seems kind of like oh, wait, just the uh, Toyland. I know, I know a little bit of this Toyland theme from back in like, like grade school and all that, right? It's it's giving it's a lot of Nutcracker. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. I mean, like the picture has a Nutcracker. Yeah, and it's probably better than Mary Poppins. I hate you. Damn, Kevin. Right. Sorry, Tyrese isn't here. I, I gotta make the jokes for him. Why? Oh, <laughs> he started it, too. <laughs> Tyrese is just cruel with it. I, I was listening to the um, parent trap. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> make the first joke. Uh, literally, like, maybe two hours ago, I was listening to that, so. <laughs> Alright, so this is an hour and 45 minutes. Holy cow. Okay, so we gotta, we gotta just jump into it, huh? Okay, so... We're going to take a quick commercial break. Stick around and we'll come back with our thoughts and reviews of Babes in Toyland after these messages. What's your name? Mary. You're very beautiful, Mary. Gee, thank you. I'm Tom. Nice to meet you, Tom. Wow, you're very beautiful. You're such a babe. Oh? Tell me, what's a fragile thing like yourself doing all the way out here in the woods and I'm supervised? Are you lost? Well, not anymore. We better get you back to your owner, I mean husband. Oh, 
I'm not married. Gee Wilkers, that's swell news. Listen, I have a cottage uphill. Why do you have a cottage in these woods? Well, I'm a toy maker, you see. I make lots of toys there in my cottage. Toys? Yes, toys. Say, are you a babe looking for some toys? Perhaps I can show you my collection. Golly, I would like that very much, Tom. Well, it's settled. I'll take you up my hill and we can play with all my toys. This is certainly shaking up to be a wonderful holiday. Santa's coming early this year. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, Tom, you're so funny and such a gentleman. Babe, you have no idea how hard the toy business can be to a little gal like yourself. Okay, no, cut, cut. I can't read this. I won't. What's going on now? I feel like Tom is coming off as the bad guy. It's sexist. I thought this was supposed to be a production of Babes in Toyland. Can you just read your lines? Read my lines? No, this is wrong. What are we recording the advertisement? Hey, turn hey, the cameras on, off. What are you I'm not wait, doing wait, this. Get, get no, get, get, if you're watching, please don't go see this production. Guess what, everyone? Review O Meter is now on Twitter. Follow and receive alerts of when a new podcast episode is released. Participate in future activities such as polls to help us decide which streaming titles to watch in our future episodes. Follow Review O Meter at Review O Meter. That's Review O Meter without hyphens in the username. <laughs> We're back from watching all those babes in Toyland. Tisn't the season. Tis not the season. <laughs> Lots of babes. Yeah. All hot ones. Oh, I'm telling you, that Tom. Is that how we're starting coming back with? <laughs> not a lot of Toyland. Was it was it Christmas? Because I was only feeling the heat. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm I, add, in, add in the but I'm tis later on. <laughs> you just did it for me. Uh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, we just watched Babes in Toyland, the 1961 version of the film, I have to say, because apparently there's three variations of this film. And from what I've read, people are saying it's arguably the better one. This is gonna be a fun review! I have already seen all your faces after saying that, your reaction to my comment there. I personally had fun watching this one. I understand where it's bad. I understand where... They really tried, and for me, there was some lands. There were also some losses, but you know what? Let's just let's just talk about it. What do you guys think? Um, Go. Let's just interrupt each other. Go. I'll okay, say, say the classic is old. Interrupting. Let's yeah. say strong start. Strong start with a duck. You know that duck coming out. Very good. Strong start to the. Yeah. Excuse me. It's I, I would say I was just surprised it, it was a tension grabber there. Okay, so I, I noted that. Go. The okay. ending was also very strong too. It didn't have a duck, but <laughs> for the intro, it was a cross between what is that place where Grinch, the Grinch, the Who, Whoville, Whoville yeah. and um, uh, there's no place like home. There's no. The Wizard of Oz. I I, yeah. did, I put Munchkin Land on my nose. Yeah, that yeah, and yeah, Candyland. Between Whoville and Munchkin Land for me, like I, the I intro. Okay, so. The first thing in my notes is literally on that goose. You say duck, but it was a goose. Uh, in the intro, there's a goose puppet being held by an old lady who I swear just looks like the old lady from The Fox and the Hound. Um, and this puppet is exactly like the puppet they have at Universal with the baby Velociraptor. However, this woman 
<laughs> I think she forgets she is holding this puppet at times because she uses it as her hand. Like the goose's mouth would grab pe- grab things from people and such. Like mm, it's not as convincing as those as those employees would do with their uh, baby raptor. So honestly. Yeah, Universal, your people are doing better puppeteering, acting better with puppets than this 1961 Disney film. So good job. Go college <laughs> students. And you Fuck say, on. You say the, the Wizard of Oz, yeah. So this set has high production value. And I say set because the whole film acts like a stage play. That's kind of the vibes it gives, it gives off. The set gives off... It's like a musical. Vibe, but it is a musical, though, regardless. Yeah, of- this... This was, I think, it was based on an opera. The I think um, so. opera in nineteen oh three. That's what it says. Yeah, babes and toilet because it has many variations. That doesn't surprise me at all. Whatever it came from, it probably was like a young children's book prior from that too. I but an opera, I would believe right right did off the we, bat. Did, I, uh, I, I sorry, did we for, figure out why it was called Babe? I don't maybe know. Maybe they There's so many questions that I never babies. understood. I was trying. Maybe they're talking about the kids. Typo? But it could be the kids. I Maybe mean, they're talking about the sheep that they never found. I was thinking about too. <laughs> yeah, right there. All like, of the characters had like old nursery like nursery because Jack and Jill came. The, I, and... I looked it up. It's because they live in Mother Gooseland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you know they got Tom, Dick, and Mary. The candle the boy. Peep. Yeah. Well, Mother Gooseland is this not Toyland? Well, Toyland's where they go. Oh. So Mother's, Mother Gooseland is the Munchkinland set then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Like, they're like Metropolis. Oh, and then they ended up in Gotham? Yeah. You know, speaking of the Wizard of Oz, Barnaby is played by Ray Bulger, the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. I thought that was fun. And I loved his character. He is such a classic villain, twirling his mustache. and. Can I tell you, he reminded me of a villain from Lazy Town. I was thinking that too. <laughs> Or it remind me, uh, meet the wait, Swiss Robinson. Meet the Robinson. Meet the Robinson. Meet the Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowler hat guy. However, there are some scenes where I'm just like, I, I feel you. Like when he was listening to all the people talking about the Bo Peep, like, oh Bo Peep, you're fine. You're like sheep will come back. He was just rolling his eyes like these people. I was like, I feel you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, these people are (laughs) just a little weird. (laughs) Everything is weird in this. Um, so Annette Funicello also plays Mary, in case you don't know who that is, she is a former original Mouseketeer, and she grew to be big in the movie industry and all that. Um, I have a question. So, was the first, uh, one hour and 12 minutes, or first hour, actually, just, like, before they even get to Toyland? About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last 30 minutes was the name, the, was the actual title. It's because, like... <laughs> It's because Christmas wasn't even mentioned until like an hour and eleven minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I f- yeah. I feel like this was like multiple movies. It was just didn't flow well. I mean, like there are some scenes where it was just like when uh, both Tom and Mary and the kids were looking through the toy maker's place. It was like good, like good ten to fifteen minutes where it was just them messing around with that big machine. You're just like, what is this? <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, that's right. They're looking for their sheep. But I who cares about just... the sheep? Story moved on. They moved on. <laughs> oh, I know. I still sat on these sheep. Like that was the sole purpose for them. Yeah, that's what she was singing about too. Oh, like oh, we can't make ends meet. 
hey, they need cotton to make the toys. And the sheep got lost in the woods of no returning, right? And what else is there in the woods? A factory for toys. Trees. And those scary trees. <laughs> and then, you know, child labor, and then they got rid of automation, so, you know. That wasn't child labor, that was child punishment. That was child labor. <laughs> that was child labor. <laughs> this is, they were paid. And then he broke it. And, it was and, like and they the, were arrested. The maker, and the toy maker who takes credit when the inventions go well, but then those Oh, are... man. The toy maker. Oh. origin story. Wait, the toy maker I thought was the best. Wow, Kira. Wow. And the toy maker I thought was the best part of this whole thing, because he is played by Ed Wynn, who we have seen before in The Absent-Minded Professor. He was the fireman guy. Uh, he is also the voice of the Mad Hatter. He was Uncle Albert and Mary Poppins, and now he is in this. This film reminded me a lot of Bride of Boogity, where because I just got done listening to that episode, where you gonna, see the that. bride like moments before like what feels like the credits start rolling. So, Kevin, to your point earlier, I it it was building up till they went to Toyland, but. Good God! At what cost? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say the exact same thing. Bride of Burgundy, where it was just the title at the last twelve minutes. That's fair. Look, that's a given. I get it. I understand. Like, you are sitting through a whole lot of what the hell is going on before we even get into Toyland because, goddamn, even when I read the description, I have no idea what the movie was still about. But I think I can explain it in terms. Um, so. There's this couple, Mary and Tom, who are in love, and for some reason the villain wants to marry Mary. <laughs> and the reason for why he wants to marry Mary? I know because she's loaded. Is it that? Yeah, and she's, yeah, she's really, she's really loaded. young. Okay. <laughs> Which, that's disturbing. It is. It's really odd. No. Annette Finicello with the guy who plays the Scarecrow, yes, that is, a, that is an age gap. But I've never seen one. <laughs> also... At one point, he's like, yeah, I'm rich also. I'm like, why are you, why are you trying to marry her? <laughs> if you're rich already. Because she's young and she can have kids. Anyways, the villain tries to kill Tom, but his henchmen decide, you know, killing's too cruel. Uh, let's just sell him to, pardon my words, this movie was not so productive on this term, but he sold him to the gypsies, quote unquote. What's another better word to say? You tell me, because I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, he sold them to the gypsies and... Romani, I believe. I think that's... But are they the same? Because obviously these are not even the kind of characters that were in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. They're definitely just, like, portrayed, again, not progressively. Uh, okay, let's go with the old school... The old school portrayal Circus of people nomads? that travel, yeah, like travel and dance. Nomads, nomads, nomads? yeah, I guess. Because nomads, dancing nomads. Oh, <laughs> we can I call them dancing it. nomads in this. Um, can I tell you guys uh, what it is? What? I have googled it, and the correct terminology is Roma. Roma. Okay, we'll just go with that, just to not say gypsies everywhere. <laughs> yes, politically so, correct terminology. Okay, thank you. So keep in mind in this movie, they do not use that term, but we are going to use that term. So the Romas ended up purchasing Tom. I don't, we don't actually see that part. We just know that happens. So throughout the film... Obtaining him? What was that? Oh, obtaining him? 
True. Yeah, we'll use that word then. Obtaining it. Wow, trying to. We're really trying to bandage this film, aren't we? Well, these sixties, my guy. <laughs> anyway. You're using my English degree better than me, Kevin. I gotta. I'll make you a carb. I'll make you a copy of it. You know. I'm framing it. I'll laminate it for you too. Peter, Please. continue. So in the Please. rest of the film, the villain Bonagert, but Bo, 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 oh, Bo, 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 again. Barnaby. The ball hat guy. Bowler hat guy. Barnaby. <laughs> Bar- Barnaby wants to marry Mary, and he goes over to her place, and there's like this little strategic plan where the henchmen also knock on the door to inform her that her, her fiancé is dead, lost at sea, and Barnaby is also in the house talking to her about other things, but then like pretends like he doesn't know who the henchmen are and they find out like evidence and such so he pushes mary in the right direction of oh that's sad marry me because why not this is a disney film marry me right away since you found out your fiance's dead um because the guy's trying to shoot a shot when he says the door opens so he goes right in (laughs) and from that not too long after the nomads right norma what did we say again roma norma roma Roma. Roma. It's short for Romani. Yeah. Roma or Romani. Romanis. So the Romanis? Romas? I don't know what to say for plural. Roma, Romani. So they all like come to the town of Goose, Munchkin, Land, whatever you want to call that place. And they have this elaborate dance. And there's this old lady part of that clan um, going around telling everyone's fortune. And then she reveals herself to be Tom. I don't think she was tom from the start but i think that it was just like a little Best magic scene. thing that was a costume if that was a costume that's like the best scene i put on my notes best scene right there yeah, that's that was probably the best part of the whole movie oh no that was not the best part of the movie for me. we're getting there yes it was probably just like how at nightmare fuel a show at halloween horror nights how they changed characters. I would like to say that's okay. So magic, know. stage magic, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I think though that I didn't expect that. I did not expect that to be the the plan there. I thought that the witch person. I say witch. I'm sorry if that's also offensive to say for uh, the Romas, but um, it's it was, going, it was uh... magic. Come on. She was fortune a fortune teller. teller. Fortune teller. Right. She was fortune reading. Teller. She was reading her palm. Remember, she was like, "I see Tom's uh, initials on your finger." That how is so? Her being Tom is that how she knew every little detail then? Yeah. It was. It was Tom from the start. Yes. Okay. I think it was Tom. Yeah. Anyway, the, in, <laughs> yeah. There's a scene so, of him in the wagon putting on the whole get up. I didn't see that. Okay, I missed that. Yeah. Okay, so okay, I missed that. Tom reveals himself to the crowd. So then he and Mary get back together and go on their way. And the kids that I guess they watch because they run a daycare or something or an orphanage. Yeah, I don't know. But they have an orphanage with Jack and Jill and Bo Peep and all these other characters. And they side plot with the kids. They were trying to save Mary from Mary. Mary and God, that's alliteration. From wedding. Yeah, from having the wedding with Barnaby. I'm sorry if this is already a little too much to understand again in the film they do their best to explain it because they're kind of talking to you down like a little kid like talking to the camera saying stuff like oh that's blah 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 he's after the blah 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 because of the blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah the blah 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um 
So for whatever reason, they go off into the woods to find Bo Peep's missing sheep. That was all part of their plan to get Mary out of marrying Barnaby. And Tom goes with, and they get lost in Toyland, basically, because the trees come to life and they turn them in. And then they go to the factory to meet Edwin, the toy maker. And oh my god, this man steals the show. I didn't stop smiling at all since he was on screen. The jokes were genuinely hilarious. I, uh, okay, you're all giving me looks like, really, Peter? This is the highlight? So I'm happy that you're think, happy, I, brother. I think Peter comes from the 1960s. At what point was this in the film that they got to the toy land? Please expound. About <laughs> halfway in. Oh, it was more than halfway <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. it was the third act, fine. The um, end of the third act. Beginning yeah. of the fourth act. After, you know, after the singing uh, trees, the, the creepy singing trees. <laughs> This is a forest of no return. This is a forest of no return. Those who stumble in, those who fumble in, never can get out. Oh, those trees were like freaking, oh my god. If, if I have nightmares tonight, that's going to be why. Because those trees Also, were like I like how like nonchalant the kid was. Was like, yeah, we're captured by the trees. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, yeah, we're just captured. We can't go. Can we just talk about how, like, the trees were portrayed? Like, the costuming was very trash. It was... that's <laughs> and For this to be, like, a children's movie, that was very traumatic. Like, it looked like something you could find in your nightmares, like everyone stated. It was just... It was just a lot. Like, the first one that I saw, I was like, ooh, Halloween Horror Nights. Sorry. Um, just Halloween. So it's a good transition. But... If you were to watch this on stage, that would actually be pretty cool effects. I could see that. I yeah. agree. But you have to admit that this whole film is basically just a stage adaptation of a film. Oh, no, it is. Yeah. I didn't really feel like there were yeah. much sets, and when it did change to different sets, it still all felt like just one giant set. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to think about the time frame of when this movie was created as well. Because, like, you know, technology wasn't as advanced. I gotta say, there were a lot of moments that are similar to just how those kind of Disney films were at that time, with the dance numbers going on a little too longer than they need to be. But what I still find amusing of that is just how comedic they were with the dance numbers. Like when Barnaby's dancing, not with Mary, but in front of Mary, I guess, trying to show off his moves. He's literally spitting into the fountain, hitting his head to make her laugh, make us laugh. and. It, it's it's something. I can see little kids having a good time from this if you were to look away from just the difference in production because of the time frame. Uh, I like the um part where the uh, henchmen are telling uh, Mary about what happened to uh, Tom. And like the one part they're in the water or the puddle. And the guy like falls through into it. And then he's like, like what are you doing? Picks him up and it's like, oh yeah, you can walk on it. <laughs> Yeah, the pra- practical effects like that, and then also uh, when they were kidnapping Tom and they hit him in the head, and then he kind of like went down to the grass area too. I'm guessing that was a practical practical effect, and not. I did the, note that in part in my notes as well because when they hit Tom on the head, Tom literally does sink halfway into the ground, and I thought that was comedical. Later into the film, they find this little boy, the henchman, and they say, "Take care of this young man." 
And then they're ready with the mallet again. No, don't hit him. Hit oh. him. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. He's He's like, what are you doing? It's a kid. What are you doing? Why are you going to hit him over the head? Just and, a boy. And he still hands off a lollipop. The bottom portion of the lollipop is left behind because I guess the henchman secretly takes the top portion, the candy part. And then ending, though, that big war scene. That, that final battle gave me Nutcracker vibes. Yeah. It gave me like, in, like, in, like Endgame vibes. That battle. Endgame. It reminded me a lot of like Night at the Museum, like when he shrunk everyone. Yeah. That's what I like yeah. that's what I really thought of and I was like, nice. So the reason why there's toys, I thought the toys were gonna like come to life Toy Story style. They did. In a way. In a <laughs> I way. don't know how that, that that happened. That's where I got confused. A little bit of Christmas magic in this movie. Can we talk about them with the sugar and spice and everything nice mixture oh. for the green toy? When they were making Powerpuff Girls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything except for Chemical X. Hey. I was like, it worked well this time. I mean, they give uh, the doll blonde, blonde hair and blue eyes. As yeah. soon as they started coming into the toy like store, that kind of just gave me Nutcracker vibes from like the rest. Like I was just like, okay. You guys are going to a hidden, and not really hidden, but like, you guys know what I mean. I don't think that's too much of a problem to say the whole sugars and spice and everything nice to make a girl, because they were making like a toy girl in that factory as a machine. What I did find a little hard to watch in these times is just the sexism. It is there. It is. Poor Mary. She sings a whole song about why math and financing is too hard for her and why she worries she won't be able to self-support herself and make ends meet. We must save the 6%, 6 times x, how complex, numbers always stick our brain, why are we so dumb? This is much too hard for us, we can't do the sum. I mean, same girl. Same. <laughs> but that's the reason why she agrees to marry Barnaby. <laughs> Wasn't she a baller? Uh, yeah. It's, no, she lost all her sheep, so she lost all her income. Did y'all not pay attention? Because she no. said, that's why I they went out to sheep, get the sheep, so I but they didn't find the sheep. Well, they didn't find the sheep. Yeah, she gets home and they're like, yeah, the sheep's gone. And she's like, well, how the hell are we going to continue on in this oh. way? The sheep oh, are never returning wasn't. because it's in the woods of no return. So wait. I feel bad. I don't think we finished explaining the rest of the movie. <laughs> we're joking everywhere. I don't think anyone knows we're what trying. we're talking it's about. Fine. I like we're not catching up on the actual like, titles. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> 30 minutes of this movie. Oh, this movie however, everywhere, I so did find, did find, because I feel like there's always this one quote from all the movies. It's, um, let's pussyfoot. What in the world were they talking about? Does that mean, like, tread lightly? Was that their, like, sneaking so. tactic? It was Barnaby's phrase. He said, like, ten times. I was like, what is he talking? <laughs> that actually <laughs> is was a the thing back in that time frame. Okay, well. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's probably tread lightly like, like a cat would. Yeah, but that's... Mm, okay, I'll just... This is old speak. Old yeah. speak. Her <laughs> Oxford Dictionary... It means to act in a cautious or non-committal way. There you go. Wait, wait. There you go. Wait, wait. Explain to me what does nut what mean? Nut what? Because remember, no, when, not wit. Not uh, wit. I'm sorry. Not wit. When the time maker was calling his assistant that Gr- Grumio. Grumio. Yes. Okay. I, I, I tried looking it up. I couldn't find anything about it. It just means so. you idiot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like nitwit. Yeah, not wit. 
Yeah. Or dimwit. Can we talk With about the brain, fact, I guess? Can we talk about the fact that Barnaby invited the Romas to come perform at his like wedding and <laughs> surprise, surprise, he ended up inviting back the person that he sent away. I just find it very ironic. Oh, that scene was odd. very it's ironic. It's because he didn't know uh, where the henchman, you know, took him. I know, but I'm saying like it's just kind of like breaking the fourth wall in a way. Um, well, am I not really? No, no, no. Sorry, (laughs) not fourth wall, but like, what is it? There's a phrase, a terminology for theater when the audience knows something, but the person in the show doesn't know what it is. Yeah, because like we knew that he didn't like the henchman didn't kill him. However, in his mind, he thought Tom was taken care of. It's kind of just like in Hercules when um, Hades thought that um, Hercules was dead or like completely human, but they forgot to give him that last drop. The, the last drop, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, like that kind of situation in my head. That's how I saw it. That's a good analogy for that situation, honestly, because it just gives the uh, the villain more of a reason to continue on how he's not almost there. Like he's not as close to his plan than he thought he was. You can also chalk it up to uh, Mother Gooseland not being a very big country and uh, having a lot of wandering uh, theater groups traveling around. That too. Especially with a place called the Horse of No Return. That kind of just like lets you know there's already one section they can't go in. But here's the thing. They should rename it because they did return. Ooh. Ah. 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 It should be yeah, called the, the Forest, forest of Sometimes Returning. No, no. How about the Forest of Only Sheep? never return <laughs> i'm telling you those sheep they're teddy bears now those teddy bears the need sheep cotton. Was sweet. i'm not i'm not i know that cotton isn't from sheep but you know they still need stuffing for the teddy bears <laughs> wool wool natalie it's called go. dramatic irony thank you sorry it's been a few while since i've been in theater Theater. no i i also had to google so Thespian. As thespians, how do you really look at this film as a, like a stage production overall? If you were to see this theatrically rather than, um, not theatrically, but the, I, I don't I know if theatrically is a great term, but for theater, live, live like performance person on, yeah. on that stage. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been really cool to see on like stage just because like the set change would be really cool. And like the costumes are kind of like basically what they would use on stage as well. And since like that whole portion, the um, what was it? Can you say that one phrase one more time? Dramatic me? irony. Yes, the dramatic irony, because they use that a lot in plays as well. So I'd like to see it on stage. Kind of give me the miser feels, which is also a play. Honestly, when we got to the trees in the Forest of No Return, that's when it hit me that I can see this being remade into a actual theatrical feature film with a higher production cost, um, like Into the Woods, with a Christmas release date too, because why not? That's just what those uh, theater movies always do, like Greatest Showman, Les Mis, always coming out around Christmas. I can see Disney pulling that with this one. With Can you just imagine a, a, a remake to this film today in the trees with the CGI, the progressiveness of the sexism and all that? It could be done if they actually tried, but it's a slippery slope. I think the way this movie works is because of how silly it really is and looks. 
but it's still full of bright colors and all that. So I, I still had fun. I, I can see how this is a Christmas film, even though they didn't start talking I about don't. Christmas until the, till the very end. Uh, I, just, no. I just want to say Die Hard is more of a Christmas film than this uh, is. I'll agree with that. Yes. It, it, it doesn't even like. like write that down, Peter. Write that the, down. The Chronicles of Narnia is a, more of a Christmas film than this is. This is <laughs> it has Santa. This is more yes, of a Halloween movie. Isn't this in October, he said? No. Yeah, well, it October. is. Yeah. Because it's more of a Halloween movie. Uh oh. Halloween. I guess that's two. where the transition <laughs> is. So the toy maker is working is on his toys. Up. I guess this guy's Santa, not. He's not really Santa, but I guess let's say Toyland is where they make your Christmas toys rather than the North Pole. It's a whole other take on Christmas. And this so guy's Santa's running on Amazon. a deadline. It's Santa Amazon. Thank you. Santa uh, Bezos. Santa Bezos. <laughs> there we Santa go. Santa Amazon. Complete with child labor. <laughs> but the toy maker is on a deadline and he has to finish by October for all the toys to be ready to be shipped out on Christmas. And that's why he uh, put the <laughs> those kids into child labor as punishment. <laughs> I mean, he a... broke the the machine. Yeah, I liked awesome. how his uh, sorry, I, I liked I liked how his original plan from when we first meet him is how oh, you know how kids usually check to make sure their toy isn't broken. Well, here's an idea: we ha- we sell them broken toys. Then this problem solved. Genius! <laughs> I laughed. No, so. um, no. What do boys usually do when they first get their toy? They take it apart to see how it works. There you go. They made a broken one. Like, Which is actually kind of true. I didn't like to br- take apart my toys. Or like when you take away, or like, uh, you take apart a pen and then you try to reassemble it. Yes. You know? I yeah. didn't know those things, but so. The toy maker gave me, like, Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. He gave me a lot of Mr. Krab vibes. Like, oh, I'm gonna give them an already broken toy. Like, like (laughs) i'm so sorry that was my impression like i'm so sorry you can cut that out if you want i don't care (laughs) (laughs) that's that stays but he was so mean to grumio i told you that's that's grumio's uh villain origin story right there yeah i can see that part two uh not babes in uh toyland right there Babes in toyland there we go (laughs) yeah the relationship was progressive now yeah, the relationship was something of an abusive relationship, but he seems to be accepting of the humility that the toy maker gives to him. <laughs> I like how he just it pushes him to keep trying harder, even though he's making much better toys and inventions than the toy maker himself. But he's still yeah. like, I understand. I'll get right on it, sir. Even though like the freaking toy maker is breaking oh. all of his stuff. So <laughs> that first invention is... would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. The toy maker is essentially Thomas Edison. He's like, he's like that's, <laughs> that's fine. Really you made it. that? It's fine now. Wow. I'm not take credit for it. <laughs> wow. I mean, every time something went wrong with like an invention, the toy was like, no, it's your fault, your assistant. It's your fault. No, it's all on you. No. Yeah. I mean, the guy came back with a, the invention of, here's the great idea. We just turn any regular furniture item or whatever and just shrink it. Easily, this chair, the doll chair. Ring. This table, doll table. Now, and oh yeah, just he came with, with the pin particles right there. <laughs> He's Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what it is. Grumiel is Hank Pym. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> the Marvel special where Hank Pym is making Santa's toys. 
But I still like that that was the uh, the idea and why you see the giant nutcrackers in the poster. It's because they shrink down to the size of toys. And I just thought the toys were going to come to life and roam the place evil robots or something. No, they just kind of turn on. I don't. Th there's no real magic in it. It's just like, think about a wind-up toy. But like it goes in a direction, but it goes in a specific direction to help the characters, the protagonists defeat the antagonist like it runs right into the antagonist stuff like that so i can't really it, say that they're alive it reminded me of the short uh this mickey mouse short of nutcracker i don't know if anybody remembers that. i think it was like on the house of mouse or something where like mickey was it mickey crap hold up i lost my train of thought was it that uh let me look it up real quick uh i know there was one on yeah the house of mouse where it was donald duck and then the chipmunks the toys is that what you were thinking of yeah, Donald Duck. And, yeah, and then it like Donald Duck was like ousting out the chipmunks, Chip and Dale, from his house, but then they got the toys to help him like start a war. Yeah, something the two like that. And the toys. This movie just all around was chaotic. It was all chaotic. Last ten minutes were a little chaotic because you literally I said on a little group chat it went from zero to one hundred less than like ten seconds. It really did. Like. It just kind of, like, went really fast. Like, Tom got kidnapped. Not kidnapped, but, like, given away, right? And then, like, you're like, okay, wow, this movie progressed really fast. He's already back. And suddenly all yeah, these other quick. things are happening. Like, I expected that rising action. Well, sorry. Not rising action. I guess that is the rising action. You know, when, the, when, when things are starting to, like, heat up. Okay? Okay, yeah. Okay. It, it kind of happened really fast. Because it was just like, okay. We're getting married. Mary and Tom are getting married. And then it's like, oh my gosh, Tom is dead. Oh no. And then she's just like, oh, okay, no, I'm going to get married. And then you're just like, oh, Tom's back. So then she's just like, yeah, I'm not marrying this sucker. And um, then we got to get the sheep. And then we got to get the toy land. Exactly. It was just rushed and like chaotic. Just the whole thing was chaotic. I expected it to be a much longer film without Tom. But I'm, I don't hate that Tom came back too quick because it kind of like threw my expectations out the window, which is always a good thing for movies to do. So it doesn't fall with the, the same trope and all that. Um, I don't know, because I, even in that time of the first half of the film, as I, as I say, like, it's still comedical. Trying to see Barnaby win Mary's heart literally minutes after she finds out Tom is dead. Eh. I remember, just remember that one joke. Miss Mary! Yes, Mr. Barnaby. Remember my offer. I'll be awaiting your decision, my dear. She slams the door and just screams. She's crying because her husband just died. Or fiance, like, is dead. <laughs> like, wow, well, dude, come on. <laughs> Read the room! <laughs> You're really trying. Like, what are they? <laughs> but are you? Oh, I mentioned that. How he's like literally falling over the place, falling into the fountain. I love that. It was so weird and funny at the same time because Mary's face was the what was like. She was the audience when she was seeing it because we were seeing it at the same time as her, and she was just like, "The hell is going on? Like, why are you here?" She's just politely sitting on her bench out in her yard waiting for this creep to get off her property but she's being kind about it and he's literally just like throwing his feet around yeah i feel that i'm sorry mary poor mary 
it is a shame she doesn't have so much of the backbone to really like tell off men you know she unfortunately gives off the vibes that she sees men as like her she needs a man to do math and do the financial stuff for a house that's the problem like like she sees herself as a tool come on mary you can do better you can be better i'm (laughs) sorry you got mind tricked into this sexist world of goose munchkin land you live in go live in toyland that looks more fun i don't know He'll steal your invention. I you think didn't the greatest happy though. ending would be if the sheep came back. That would be the greatest happy ending. The sheep are dead. All she needed <laughs> was the sheep to come back so then she could have her livelihood and she didn't have to worry about being married, as she stated prior. So wait, if the sheep are dead and she's now married to Tom, now dependent on Tom. They do win. They do win. So she has no business because it, wow. This Barnaby kicked them into poverty. <laughs> have to go work for the toy maker. She, she, Actually, the kids kicked them into poverty. Yeah, it was the kids. Those yeah, the kids. kids. It was their fault. <laughs> you're not getting Christmas gifts. In fact, I hope you like child labor because I mean, you're staying in this factory. Whole <laughs> year later for Christmas. <laughs> no more Christmas for you. I don't know. I really liked how in that scene, Barnaby just basically takes what he wants and forces Mary to marry him. And he also forces the toy maker to marry. That even the toy maker is having fun. By the power vested in you as the mayor of Toyland, proceed with the marriage ceremony. We are gathered here to witness this young lady making her first step toward unhappiness. She's going to marry you. What? I've been just trying to liven things up with a little humor. Never mind the humor. Perform the ceremony. We are gathered here to unite this man with this poor, unfortunate girl in marriage. Do you, Barnaby, take Mary to be your wedded wife? To keep her in sickness, in adversity, in poverty, in tragedy, in disaster? What are you doing? Well, I'm just trying to talk you out of it. I'm warning you. Do you, Barnaby, take Mary to be your wedded wife? I do. You don't want to think this over? I do not. No, I can see that you don't. Do you, Mary, take this man to be your wedded husband? I do. That's funny. I take him to be your grandfather. <laughs> Will you stop this infernal stalling? I'm with it! I'm with it! Oh, for heaven's sake, such a dreadful temper. I'm glad I'm not marrying you. Oh, I am marrying you, but I'm marrying you to her. <laughs> I thought that part was funny. It was tricky. I I love Ed Wynn in this one. It was really zany. So yeah, props props to the toy maker for managing to I don't know how long to hold off that marriage as Tom created an army, an army of toys. <laughs> toy Story we Five conquers all. Yeah, he kicked Barnaby off that height into a box so maybe he's dead maybe he's not uh he's probably not dead. maybe he's with the body oh maybe maybe he's under someone's tree right now for christmas i like that one he oh. that's part that's where he is yeah and then in the end mary and tom get married they ride away in a carriage and i guess they live quote unquote happily ever after christmas Yay. yeah christmas. merry christmas I think just the uh, uh, the image of nutcrackers everywhere and the small fact that they're making toys for children on Christmas Day 
that's the only relevance to Christmas. I can't recall anything else. But Toyland is like that. That story is particular in that song they sing, the Toyland, Toyland. That's also Christmas. I I recall that song. So. And you do see the Nutcrackers in, correct me if I'm wrong, in the parade and Christmas parade in Disney, right? Yep. Yeah, that's probably why. No, Christmas. Yeah. They're an icon there. They were supposed toy soldiers. Oh, there were toy soldiers. You're right. They were toy soldiers, right? Oh, this whole time, I mean, I meant to say toy soldiers. I keep saying Nutcrackers. In the Toyland scene, that was all toy soldiers, not Nutcrackers. So, yeah. Oops. However, I would like to say for next season, I feel that we're probably going to get jinxed again and have a very old movie once again. How much there is of older films this one this one was there on older films it'd be a boogity's christmas special <laughs> please <laughs> oh, that no <laughs> no please. game started guys it's, it's gonna be boogity's christmas special but christmas will be at the end <laughs> merry boogity and a boogity it, new it year it'll take place in january um, there we go <laughs> my no, not even January 30th. 30th. Oh, a New Year's Eve movie. Oh. Yay. <laughs> New Year, same boogity. All right. <laughs> We've been talking for quite a while. I think it's time to jump into the scale and see how we rank this film. So, let's check Wait, out. Wait, are we skipping something? Nope. No, because it's the first, unless you want to do trivia. How dare you? How dare you forget uh, about my segment? Oh, I didn't forget. I, I looked at the time and I said... It has been 40 minutes of talking in the second half. So, I don't want to edit a two-hour... <laughs> okay, Caesar. Yeah. Okay, Caesar. Alright, let's see how lightning Wait. fast you are, Caesar. Yeah, lightning. we'll do a lightning round. Lightning? lightning Three questions. We're gonna go in this order. I don't know if everyone has the same order on their screen. But we're gonna go with Chris, me, Kevin, Kira, Natalie, and Shank. Is that the same order or yeah, not? Yeah, actually the one I have. Yeah. Yeah. Second, it is sir. not the same I order. Get the, I get no. to choose if you Can we move? Oh, that's, that's actually the order. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. Hey, Tell us which order we're going in. How about Wait. we do an alphabetical order? No. First off, everything oh, we're saying right now is going to be cut. So you're going to have to, we're going to have to do the It's Now Time for C Trivia. <laughs> I will. Okay, everyone. Welcome to C Trivia. My... Fred Caesar has researched some nice questions for us during our discussion. It is going to be a lightning round. Okay, baby daddy, hit us up. Question. Oh, after production concluded, what gift, well, well, yeah, what gift that the crew, the cast and crew give to the director? Four potential answers. Is A, Linky, B, a jack-in-the-box, C, silly putty, or D, Play-Doh? Let's start with Chris. I'm gonna I'm I'm go with Jack in the Box. Let's start, go with Natalie. I too will go with Jack in the Box. Shang. So sorry, can you repeat the, the oh, terrible no. lightning game? <laughs> sorry! <laughs> so no. A was Slinky. Do you want me to repeat the whole thing? Just the, I, I don't think it. lightning is multiple just choice the options. though. Okay, okay, never mind. I'm just gonna say Jack in the Box. Jack up in the Box with Mike. With I started laughing when Caesar gave him multiple choice options. <laughs> 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 we tell him lightning round and he just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are explaining it, that's why! <laughs> Kira! Silly putty. Kevin. Um, toy doll. 
That's not an option. <laughs> That's not an option. That wasn't one of the answers. <laughs> but it was lightning fast. Let's go. Okay. No, <laughs> I was going to say energy. the gift of Christmas. <laughs> I'm also going to go with Jack Jack in a Box just because I'm going with the majority yeah. of answers. I feel like that. Jack in a Box. <laughs> the reason why was because the director's name is Jack. Oh. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Jack in the Box. Chris, high five. Yeah, high five. That's a high five. my hand. Question two. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay. okay, so the stop motion wooden soldier segment took how many months to film? Was it A, nine months, B, six months, D, five months, or D, eight months? Bang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going out of order here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say let's do six months. Kevin. Um, I'm going to say D. Whatever that was. Fighting fast. <laughs> eight, eight, eight months? Okay. Um, Nine. Chris. I'll go with eight. Natalie. I'm gonna go with six months. And Peter. I'm also going with eight because it's the second two longest. Oh, Aline Shang. You guys are right. Six months. <laughs> Question number three. Last and final question number three. True or false? Oh, shit. This was the only Disney produced film based on a hit Broadway stage musical and the first Disney musical using mostly songs which had never been written in the film. True or false? Well, that's specific. So, so let's go with Kevin. True. Lightning Natalie. fast, baby. False. Lightning fast, come on. Yes. Faster. Faster now. False. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Peter. My answer has that T with the F thing that you write on your homework. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, Kira. True. And last but surely not least, Shane. Only stage production? No, because Mary Poppins was. So I'm going to say false. Uh, That's what my reasoning was. Uh, Mary Poppins was a stage production. Long after, after the long. movie. Wait, before or after? Wait, Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to the question. Yeah, too late, too late. We're I'm going late. Late. Uh, uh, Ciao, go. What's I think he said based on. Ciao. Uh, he said based on, yes. It's a based on. Oh, Ben, Chris, Kira, unfortunately. You guys are right. Yeah. Ka-chow. Yeah. Was it, it was right? true? It was true, yes. It was true. Yeah. Okay. Like that. All right, and, let's get and, to the scale. All right, that has been chosen annoying. No, I'm kidding. Trivia. All <laughs> sitting. Oh, Kevin, you should do a segment. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have a segment. I'll come with something next week. Don't worry. Yes. Here's a segment. Help with the segment, please. Ooh, well done, Caesar. Well done. And now, yep, yeah, as Kira said, it's time to move on to that scale. The scale. This. Yeah. The scale is a ranking of where we rank each of the films that we have watched in this theme on an order from our least favorite to our most favorites. However, this is the only movie we've seen within this theme as of yet, so we're going to go with the traditional 1 out of 10 ranking. So, going around the room, we're going to give that number for how we feel, and we're going to talk a little bit on why. So, answer with detail, please. Uh, who wants to go first? We're going to go with Michael Shang. Thank you. Um, I am going to put this a four um and i'm doing that because um i think it's just very prolonged and so like the story the sheep 
literally the sheep. <laughs> they did, but there's besides that, there were a lot of plot points where it it just didn't flow very well. Um, and then there were, I mean, but it's right underneath the halfway mark. So some good things like the practical effects were really good. Um, and then some of the um, acting, dancing, the singing, I think it flowed well. But again, the storyline wasn't there and there were some other issues. So I'm putting it at four. Natalie. I'm going to go ahead and give it a five just because it was very chaotic. And however, I did like like the, the cute little songs and like there are cute little moments like with the pie scene. I did think it was cool. I thought the pie was going to fall on everyone, but you know. One of them got caught and like, um, I just don't want to be mean to it, but it's not really a Christmas movie in my opinion. So that's why it's getting a five. Kira. Um, I will give it a three because it just stretched out so long. It was a cute little film. Don't get me wrong, but it, because it stretched out so long, it lost my interest very, very early on that it was hard to keep up with the plot because I just wanted it to be like, when's the next moment, you know? So for those reasons, I will be giving it a three. Evan. Let's see. Uh, since Tyrese isn't here, uh, it's better than uh, Mary Poppins. Not as good as Life is Rough. But not as good as Life is Rough. Wow, it's just the spirit of Tyrese is around us. Haunting uh, it's only because I listened to the the Tyrese of no, Christmas, um, past, present, and future, just whispering, "Life is rough." There you go. <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna give this one like a solid like two. Actually, no, it's me. Three, solid three. Uh, it was very good, like stage production and everything, but like that story was pretty bad. It's not a Christmas movie. Again, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than this is. So after I'm standing, baby, Chris, I. Uh, don't like this movie uh, it, it, it reminds me uh, I'm not much of a fan of of movies in this style where they have uh, like I'm not it's like the dance numbers really that 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 really helped uh, drag this movie out and just pad out its runtime and I just it's it's also two stories with a with a little uh, middle spread of uh, trees in the middle um, but it's it's also not a Christmas movie, as everyone's been saying, even though it's it's like marketed as a Christmas. But it's just it's not entertaining. The, the the saving the only saving grace for this movie is the final battle because of how how nuts they went. But uh, I'm going to give it a, a, a good old two. Caesar. Oh, they're hearing everyone's thoughts because I might first towards the end of the movie. I was like, mm, this could be a five. After this whole discussion, I was like, mm, it's a four. It's a four because it did drag on a little bit. I want to get Christmas, like, literally, like, 20 minutes towards the end of the movie. And the singing every, like, 20 seconds didn't really help. It's kind of, kind of got annoying to a certain point. But one thing that I liked about this movie was music was good. And the henchmen, they had their moments. They had their funny moments. So that was also cool. But this is a four in my book. All right, so I, again, had fun watching this film. I understand the story can be complex to explain, but the characters do their best to explain what's going on for the younger audience, and it's not distracting. Some dance moments hold on longer than it needs to, but they're comical. I enjoy them. Half of the film is so zany it's fun, mostly thanks to Ed Wynn. 
but the other half still falls in the it's so bad it's good trope. But again, overall, it's not just that, because I did genuinely laugh at the jokes, at the characters, and I still admired the the production, uh, the, like the design and all the colors. Comparing this to other Christmas specials, I'll have to give it a 5 out of 10. I can understand why people would both love or hate this film. Me personally, I sit in the middle if I have to compare it to other holiday specials. I have seen worse, I'm not so much fans of like, a good portion of those claymation Christmas specials. Minus Rudolph, minus Rudolph. But I can rewatch this. I, I saw like the Walt Disney charm in this. So I just have to give it that five. Maybe that's being a little too nice. I kind of thought maybe a four as well, just because just let it sit under the halfway mark like you said, Shank. But I'm going to stick to my gut. I'm going to go with five. And that makes the average a 3.8. Quick maths. I can do better math than Mary. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mary, blow, blow there, buddy. That was kind of mean. She sings the whole song about why she sucks at math. She sings a song. (laughs) She literally said, I guess I have to marry Barnaby because I can't finance my finances. (laughs) All of us are going to finance this, Peter. You might, sorry, you might be thinking that I'm saying, oh, yeah, she's stressing about living and is worrying about how to take care of her money. No, she, in her song, she is literally saying how numbers are hard for her and that she can't really compute calculating how to finance her money. So that's already like a big, that's a problem for the film, not for Mary. It's the film who needs to do better. (laughs) But other than that, I look aside and I still give it what I rate it because I still had fun. Peter, on that note, you also had another comment that you needed to say before the end of... um, Oh, yes. So what was that? So right after we ended recording the first half before going to commercial break... I forgot to do something that I had planned. So, in the spirit of the Uh-oh. season, I got you all some Christmas presents. Oh. Aww. You're a good egg. Ooh, what is it? Do you really? You're gonna be a cat. We all got fruitcake. Swear. Bring, please, bring us some figgy pudding. Cake. We all got toys that were already please broken. Bring us some figgy. Oh, God. So, <laughs> bring us some figgy pudding. Yeah, I'm a sheep, and that's what it is. I wanted to save it. So I wanted to save it for the end of the recording because I still wanted us to give the honest review of this film. And I'm sure if I've introduced this right away, we probably wouldn't have watched this film because you all are all getting reshuffle cards. What? What the fuck? Why did you introduce it at the end, Peter? Dude, I. I would have uh, reversed real quick, dude. That's exactly what this is. I would have thrown a reshuffle right in. I don't want to use it right now. <laughs> so, you only get one. I have a question. Yeah. So, say we get, like, Babes in Toyland, and I announce it. If I don't want to watch it, can I reshuffle, but then I already used my thing, like, it's up? It's done. You lose it. And then, but then we, do we strike out Babes. Then no. would we strike out Babes in Toyland? Nope, we just don't watch it for that day. Oh, Got you. So it could come back? It could come back. I, I have oh. a question. So and it's karma because it will come back. <laughs> Got it. And, and you don't know what you're going to get next. Again. You don't Can know I ask you, something? Hold on. You, well, you don't know uh, what you're going to get next. Go ahead, Natalie. Is this only for the month of November or does this also fall into December? Like, are we going to get more in December? This is a in permanent December. gift. 
but I'm not saying you'll ever get it again. Honestly, even if I think about doing this again next Christmas, I would probably think of doing something different, another creative item. So this is probably tournament. So use it year. wisely. Yeah, tournament. <laughs> All I gotta next... say is, as as a co-host, and it's my when it's my birthday, I better get another one. <laughs> oh, yes, where's mine? My birthday just passed. These are your season your way. This is no, a one-time use get out of jail free card. Okay. Also, another question: uh, Is it only for those that are here for the first episode of Christmas, or is it for everyone? For all right, yeah, I'm giving it to everyone who's been on the okay. show as wow. of yet. Okay, I don't know. I just want to make sure anyone who's being introduced yeah, yeah. won't get these. Not for oh, this I Christmas season, just, at least. Time. You made it just in time, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you, you really made it. Oh my god. <laughs> how about Peter? How about you do it just like Disney reservations? Um, depending on how long your membership has been here, you get Are more. Are you really going to do that to Chris? Oh, you can do if, like, you've been here for, like, episodes. You can be like, oh, Bro, I'm just gonna guest choice. Seniority. I'm going to take my reshuffle card from my pocket. Sure. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll lock it in a safe. Use it wisely. If you want to use this on, let's say, another absent-minded professor, you might miss out on a good film. And you might end up getting something worse. Oh, I could tell you on this list what, what I could probably use it on. Uh, America's Fun. Actually, no, I like that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Can you share your screen? No. <laughs> well, I, I'm on my phone and my computer, so. I know Frozen the shorts. I would definitely use it on Frozen shorts. That would be uh, so easy to watch, though. That's a yeah, dumb move, no. in my opinion. Because, like, you're going to use these so quick that you're just going to regret you it. Yes. All. <laughs> All the reshuffle cards are going to be gone by the by the by next year. Just <laughs> just because I can, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, I can already what? see. <laughs> wow, that's no. I'd be mad. I'd be really, I'd really be mad if you reshuffle. I know. Can I, I have know. a reshuffle override? <laughs> Peter's like, I gotta activate my veto. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll if you were to say, I would like to use my shuffle card now. Let's say we were doing guest choice and it landed on someone's name. You could do that. So that's an override. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. What if it's guest oh, choice, right? And you already had your pick? <laughs> Could you override <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, once in the guest choice theme, oh, you, you go like away if you pick, if you get chosen. Oh, okay. So. Oh, so we go to a different person. Unless, so if we actually end up watching the movie you picked, you go away. But if you, someone reshuffles on you when you get picked, you'll go back in the system. Interesting. Rude. Well, if it's like it's gonna be rude, it's gonna be a... and it like happens to the same thing again. We're gonna uh, make enemies out of each other, <laughs> break some <laughs> friendships. But again, I advise you use these cards wisely. I'm sure there's gonna come a time where uh, three people at once strategically reshuffle in a row, <laughs> and you oh just you lose it. You lose it forever. I uh, I put in a thing of uh, an idea for a new segment of how Christmas is. Is it? Oh, Not Kevin. Kevin, that's segment. Kevin, it. right there. I mean, that's Chris's right segment, because he just made it. <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris, go, yo! I like what? that. How Christmas I... is it? Yeah, we can do that next time. You gotta join oh, next time, Chris. Oh, we should have started that with, like, Halloween, too, because it would have been, like... How spooky is it? How spooky is it? How Christmas uh, is it? I love it? that. Uh, hmm. Well, we can do it for, for the next. Yeah. I think we can all agree. I think I'm going to head out. 
Yep, I'm about to end this. So, I, but like, I think we can all agree that this was not so Christmassy, but it was just barely, just barely Christmas. All right. So, who has anything to plug? Chris. Uh, this lamp. I unplugged it. Now I'm in the darkness. You plugged it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Kevin. Uh, nothing. But uh, you know, as usual, it's an honor to be here. Tell your friends and families uh to listen, not watch. Here, one day. You know, same as Kevin, it's always, always a pleasure to be here. I know I had to miss out on a few episodes, but you know, thank you always for the invitation. I love, I love this. I love being with you guys. So be well, stay safe. Happy holidays. Natalie. We should have watched the Santa Claus. <laughs> However, shuffle. 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 There. Wait, wait, wait. Cut that out. I apologize. <laughs> I think that this was a great movie, and thank you guys for having me on the show. Love it here. She sounds like she's that's so enthusiastic. That's not enthusiastic <laughs> at all. This is not a great movie. <laughs> Michael Shang. Thank you so much for the invite again. As they did say, both Kira, Kevin, both said, um, I know I haven't been here for a little bit, but thank you again for the invite. <laughs> um, no, it was a fun time, uh, even even though maybe not the most fun but you know as, as a group it was fun watch or being with you guys and <laughs> talking about it um and yeah everyone listen uh there's different areas you can watch i'm gonna miss one of course but you can do it at least on spotify uh apple uh, itunes i think possibly and maybe some other apple place podcast. oh and then there's on uh uh peter's youtube which he'll probably plug in but you know the pre-plug-in right here <laughs> And that YouTube is at PJM Entertainment, my YouTube channel, where I also upload those podcast episodes. Thank you, Shang, for giving that round. It's nice to hear you say that. It's glad to have you back once again. And to all of you as well, thank you for joining on this episode. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else I really need to plug. I have an Instagram, personal Instagram, at EwokPeter, if you would like to give that a look. Uh, Caesar, can you tell everyone where they can listen to this podcast? Other than Dang, what Shang already said. Like you already, already did half my job already. So but is he is he missing? So he said he, Apple, Spotify, he said Apple, Spotify, and third one, Google Podcast. There you Thank go. You, okay. Oh, and we also have a Twitter, so that is at Reviewometer, without the hyphens. Yeah, follow us there. And on that note, thank you for listening to this podcast where we just reviewed Babes in Toyland, part of our holiday specials on Disney Plus theme. Join us next time where we watch our second of four titles in this theme here at Review-O-Meters! <laughs>